یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 68 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 68, Karan. Um, do you know how many people have ever worn jersey number 68 in, in the NBA? I don't know why anyone would wear jersey number 68. Uh, I, I completely agree with you, but there has been one person who has done that. Uh, <laughs> some, some dude by the name of Milt Schoon. Um, wore it for the Detroit Falcons in 1947. So, pretty, pretty old school. <laughs> 1946. I was going to say, Milt Schoon is such a 50s name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, were, you were off by no a decade, named, but that's fine. <laughs> no one has named their son Milt for at least 70 years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Good point. Um, speaking of uh, son, Karan, I think I want to make a, an announcement to our listeners um, on, on this podcast. Um Uh, listeners, please join me in congratulating Karan on becoming a father to a very, very, very beautiful daughter. Uh, congrats, Karan. Um, do, you, do you get much sleep at all? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kaushik. No, I, have, I, I don't think I'm ever getting sleep ever now. I think, I think, I think it's over for me now. I think um, sleep was good while it lasted. And uh, <laughs> now for the rest of my life, I'll, I'm probably going to be in a, in a state of half status, you know, like slightly <laughs> awake at all times. Um, Yeah, it's it 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 I I I'm 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 guessing the the default answer is that this is fun. But <laughs> sure. <it's laughs> I don't think anybody has said that it's fun. Uh but I'm sure, I'm sure it's it's a special and rewarding sort of feeling. Um so the the real real important question is like who between you and your wife gets to pick yes. um which which team is kind of plonked on your daughter? Oh, she's definitely getting the Knicks plonked on her because uh, I'm much more passionate about the Knicks than she, uh, my wife is about the Lakers. Um, But hang on, didn't you say that she was the real MVP? So, like, she gets to choose? She was a real MVP, but 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 she'll choose other activities. You know, she'll choose the child's other artistic on, uh, underwears. I, I, basketball is all me. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, fair enough. But uh, I, I'll try and do my bit as, uh, as, like, the uncle she's never met. Uh, and puts the Lakers onto her. Uh-huh. Well, we'll see. I, I mean, uh, also, um, around, around around the time of her birth, um, the WNBA finals were taking place. Mm-hmm. And uh, our sort of adopted home team, which is the Washington Mystics, were in the final, even though they got swept. So, um, I could never like the Wizards. The Wizards just annoy me and they bore me. But uh, I think the Mystics are are an amazing uh, alternative, and I could I, I might push the Mystics on. I already think that the Wizards would have been better if they just just do a straight up trade for Dwight Howard for uh, Elena Donedon. Um, <laughs> it it it's it'll definitely be a huge upgrade for for the Wizards. But then I would feel bad for the Mystics because Dwight would definitely screw up that franchise. So, um, anyways, that that was my mini Dwight Howard jab while I was. Not as good a jab as what Shaq took. What was Shaq's jab? Shaq's jab was essentially Dwight challenging Shaq to like a rap battle or something like that. And yeah. Shaq just put him in his place by saying he battles with champions only and he can go battle Charles Barkley if he, if he likes. <laughs> uh, Shaq's amazing. 
Shrek. <laughs> Shrek is definitely amazing, and the Mystics are amazing. The Mystics are uh, also an infinitely better name than the Wizards for a team. Um, so, hell yes, well done, well done. Also, shout out to Sue Bird. She's badass. Yeah, um, we it, it's been a long time since we've had had the podcast. So, this, so much has happened. The entire WNBA playoff and finals happened, and we've been we've been out of the loop. Um, so Seattle Storm won the championship. It's so it's so crazy that Seattle and Washington were in the finals. Uh, two teams are in the NBA that where Seattle doesn't even have a team anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, the Washington are the Wizards. <laughs> Nothing more needs to be said. Nothing more needs to be said. Um, right. So uh, obviously a lot of stuff has happened, and um, this is an Indian basketball podcast, and we've got a few Indian basketball things to get to before we speak to our special guest this week. Um, so, Karan, um, the FIBA Asia Under-18 Championships took place, uh, and we had we had a decent run, I think, compared to what um, expectations are, compared to how our Under-18 teams typically tend to perform. Uh, what can you tell our listeners about India's performance there, and some, maybe some of the players that kind of made a name for themselves, and ones we should keep an eye out for the next few years? Yeah, I guess, you know, we are decent... Uh, if, as long as you keep your expectations low, most runs are decent runs in, in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this tournament took place in uh, in Thailand and uh, Australia. Now, you know, uh, since last year, Australia and New Zealand are now taking part in Asian tournaments. And they're just running through it. So, um, Australia won this tournament. Uh, India reached the pre-quarterfinals. Which uh, is a nice way of saying like that they got to play one knockout game. Mm-hmm. Um, we won one game in the tournament, which was against Syria. So woohoo! Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's you know it was it, it was an okay performance. I I think I'm just more excited about more than the performance. I'm I'm excited about the the, the potential players that could make a mark at the senior level in a few years. You know. Uh, Rajiv Kumar is a good guard and he was actually the second leading tournament in the whole tournament of all teams. Uh, he finished with 22 points per game. Um, Prince Pal Singh, who's been a promising big man for a long time, he, he played well. Uh, Priyanshu Tomar played well. So, there are a couple of players, specifically uh, Rajiv and Prince Pal, who I think will definitely make the jump into the senior team in a few years. Um, and uh, just overall, a good exposure tournament for these for these young players, excellent. Um, and apart from apart from this, the three 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 by three three BL um, league, the commissioner which we had on hoop session not too long ago, um, yeah. has uh, has concluded its round of events uh, with yeah. Hyderabad hosting like a major Masters event from uh, yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Uh, so what what happened in that, and uh, who won some of these editions? Yeah, there's been a lot of 3 by 3 BL stuff happening. Actually, it's been a summer of 3-on-3 basketball um, in India. And um, and Rohit Bakshi, who was our uh, guest in the former podcast, has really been in the center of all of this. Um, yeah, the, the the first season of 3-on-3 BL ended. And the Delhi team, which you know, which have so much talent, Indrabir Singh, uh, Kiran Shastri, they, they won handedly. Uh, and then they played in these uh, international tours, you know. So they they they've been taking part in tournaments, three on three tournaments uh, that involve a lot of international three on three teams. 
And for the first time, India held a major, they call it a Masters event. Mm-hmm. Uh, we held a tournament in Hyderabad just this past weekend. Um, and uh, Serbia's Novi Sad was here. They're the number one ranked three-on-three team in the world. And they won in India. Um, the Delhi team played pretty well too. The teams from um, the, t- the team representing Hyderabad and Bangalore also played. So it's been a it's been a good summer for three on three basketball. Um, uh, it's I think the five on five game better catch up because this is slowly becoming a, a better organized and better delivered product in for Indian basketball. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, unless you know the BFI acts up and you know. The, there's no more UBA league, so the the on five league option has sort of disappeared in India too. So I I think we desperately need something to catch up because three on three is running ahead. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, the other major event that happened and that probably didn't get as much attention as as it would have um, for various reasons is um, Satnam Singh, the first person from India to be drafted in. By, by an NBA team uh, now has signed for a Canadian league team. So, uh, yeah. how, how did that materialize? Yeah, Satnam had... Um, he, he has good connections with uh, professionals in Canada and uh, his his agents worked out this deal for him. You know, he had been in India for about one and a half years since leaving. He played for the Texas Legends of the G League for about two years mm-hmm. and he had been back in India for a year or two years. He's been playing for the national team. He's actually been the most consistent player in the national team because of various reasons of federation and injury drama. Um, but now he gets to go back to play um, in the North American League. Of course, the NBL, Canada, is an inferior league to both the G League and the NBA. But I think for Satnam, just being around a professional environment should help him. His dream, like when I interviewed him about this, he's he's still, you know, He's still not giving up on the NBA dream and his aim, he makes it very clear that this is a stepping stone mm-hmm. for him to try and make it back to the NBA somehow. So, um, I wish him the best. I wish him, uh, he, he's with St. John's in, in um, the St. John's Edge in Canada. I don't know much about Canada, but um, they are. it's a new team. It's an expansion team in the league. I think this is just the second year. So, uh, wishing, the, uh, you know... I've never had a, a favorite team in the in Canada's NBL, but I guess now it's St. John's. <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, and finally, to round up, uh, a rather uh, disappointing run from the Indian team that took uh, took part in the Asian Games. Um, obviously, like the men's team didn't take part because of some sort of stupid mandate that said they didn't have a chance to win medals, so it's not worth sending. It's just like, which is just really the wrong attitude. But the women's team did go, and um, they didn't fare too well either, did they? Yeah. Um, well, before we sort of sweep that, before we get to the women's team stuff, I want to kind of add to what you said about the men's team. It's, uh, it, it was so ridiculous what the IOA, the Indian Olympic Association, did here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, we sent we sent athletes for all sorts of other um, sports and events, which are sure we, you know. I, I think in in a perfect vacuum of a world, you know, you can say all sports are equal, but really they're not. Some sports matter more than other sports. <laughs> it's it's true, and we didn't send a football men and women's team, and we didn't send a basketball men's team. And it's just ridiculous. Like, how are we supposed to catch up 
in the world's most some of the world's most important sporting events if you're just even not not even going to try and participate um if you're not even going to give the, the players an opportunity to go out and lose to, to good teams uh, i think this whole um, this the uh, this whole sort of philosophy that we should focus only on getting medals and only on 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 coming back with you know certain not- notches to the back or okay so uh, we're going to send a bunch of shooters or wrestlers because they're more likely to get bronze than uh, or or gold for our wrestlers to be honest they're amazing they're more likely to get medals than our basketball players are it's just a ridiculous way of going about things because sports is about more than winning medals you know we have to participate yeah so also if you want to win really medals uh, a good way of doing that would be to take part in things exactly and and there's no way been i i think this was just i think us not sending the men's basketball team is basically the 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 metaphor for our 10 years or whatever of following basketball in india closely it just brings everything into a typo because it shows that this is how much the authorities in india care about indian basketball yeah. we just care enough to have it going but there's no ambition to ever to to ever compete we, we, like there's not even any hope that we'll make it to that level and there is no shortage of funding you know we are sending these like lalus and babus in first class flights and ha- mm-hmm. ha- having them stay in five star hotels in all these events send our athletes our athletes don't need to be pampered they just need to play that's all it is yeah um so th- that really irked me that our men's team hasn't even there and so now when the next major event rolls around and we don't play well and we blame inexperience this is what we're going to go back to this was an opportunity for a good experience yeah um so yeah our our uh, back to the women's team they did go and uh, apart from a few um, you know uh, injuries and hobbles they 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 did have a good team that we sent out gina scaria who's uh, basically the top women's player right now was the captain of the team unfortunately and we'll get to this more in detail with our guest we didn't play well because of why koshik in experience again <laughs> because the women's team hadn't played a major event except for the william jones cup uh, for almost a year you know uh, so just if if you're not going to play how do you expect to go against these teams which are with uh, uh, these foreign players who have leagues in their own countries who are playing international games more often of course we're going to lose we're going to lose even to uh quote and quote really poor teams you know just because they are better experienced than us yeah absolutely uh, could couldn't say it better but maybe one person can um, and that's that's our special guest for this week's uh, this edition of hoop session um we bring back none other than coach francisco garcia who's Uh, who was a former coach of the Indian women's team and who's been on Hoopdarshan a couple of times. So, without further ado, here's Coach Francisco Garcia. So, I'm excited to introduce back Coach Francisco Garcia, uh, the former coach of India's national women's team, uh, experienced Spanish coach for you know almost three decades, I think now, and uh, most importantly to us. Uh, a multiple-time veteran of the Hoop Darshan Club. He's been on Hoop Darshan so many times I can't even remember. Uh, <laughs> Coach, how are you doing? Hi. Hi. All, all good. Thank you. It's very, very nice to to hear from you again and chatting with you guys. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, so, uh, Coach Francisco Garcia, for those of you who are newer to the Indian basketball lore, uh, 
was the coach of India's women's team for about two and a half years, almost. Uh, and I think he returned for one more tournament after that. Um, he guided us to a best ever fifth place finish in the 2013 Asia Championship. Um, and he also guided us to the FIFA Asia Championship in 2015 as well. So, um, uh, a very, very, very uh, knowledgeable and informed person about the, the system of Indian basketball. Um, so, Coach, before we get started on talking about Team India, um, tell us where are you now? What have you been up to since you left the country? Well, uh, I was coaching in Spain for uh, for three years, so I was spending two years in in one team in the top division, women's here in Spain, and now I I changed the team, and I start like a, like a new project here in the Spanish top division women's league. Uh, we are right now in pre-season, and we will start the new season on October 13th. So that's mm, the most I was doing in these years. And uh, where in Spain are you? I am in a place called uh, Zamora. It's like one hour and a half, two hours uh, by by car uh, from Madrid to the north uh, west, quite close to the Portuguese border. That sounds awesome, coach. So, and 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 you've been away from India for now, like almost two and a half, three years, if I'm right. Uh, uh, what do you? Is that? What do you miss about coaching in India? It's been a long time. Yeah, well, I miss a lot like the the country, you know, because I was like so already adapted to living there in all senses. But mainly, I am missing the the players because they were like uh, very focused and probably is one of the groups that worked the most uh, of all the groups that I had there in in my life. Mm, yeah, and the living style, of course, and uh, obviously the the food I is I am missing it a lot, <laughs> also. <laughs> which which food item is the most difficult to you know to do to procure back in Spain or, or to procure it well back in Spain? Is it something specifically that you wish? Yeah, well, sometimes I'm going to some Indian restaurants here, but uh, obviously it's not the same that uh, the food that you eat in India. But uh, yeah, but uh, like the rice uh, plates and. Uh, butter chicken and these other kind samosas and these kind of things they are totally completely different so the the taste of india is i miss it a lot i'm glad that we didn't last five minutes in the conversation before a butter chicken reference i'm so proud of myself <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> uh, uh, so coach i mean that's all awesome to hear but there must have been things that now you know um you have like going back to europe uh, there are definitely an improvement on how things were on the court and off the court in India. So, is there anything that you know that you specifically don't miss since you left India? Well, um, probably the the time of working with the, with the team. No, because here, uh, obviously, I I coach a team that is competing every single week, and I have like nine eight nine sessions a week plus the game on, on the weekend no so the time spending working with the with the players is uh, totally different than the one there in india no we are doing here like uh, conditioning and tactically shooting practice so we have time enough to to work on, on these things now so that's that's probably the the most i miss like uh, i was missing there in india no time more time to to spend with the team uh -huh. 
Coach, I, I want to know if you've been following India's performance in recent times. We haven't done particularly well in the last uh, Asian Games or, or a couple of tournaments before that. Are, are you keeping up with the team and the results? Yeah, I am. I am kind of updated with that. I am in contact with uh, with players and people there from basketball, so I know more or less what's going on. No, <laughs> well, uh, as I always said, uh, Indian basketball. We are in the border to be in Division One and Division Two. We were moving up to the to the top division in the tournament there in in Bangalore to level one, and but then uh, it is tough not to compete against teams that are better prepared, and they have professional leagues and everything is the same stuff that that I was when I was there. No, so it's not it's not easy to compete. Plus, I think that we were working with a group of young girls that uh, quite talented at that time. They were like. Uh, 22, 23 years. I remember that we were even the bronze medal in the Lusophonia Games with uh, with uh, such of a young team. Mm-hmm. And this, some of these girls, they didn't get the the step to the to the next level. No, probably mm-hmm. because uh, they were no practicing a lot. They were not uh, competing with exposure trips uh, on foreign. So you know uh, there are many things in India that should be like uh, better just uh, for the things to work better. Yeah, uh, I, and I want to drill in a little bit about more about what you think those things should be. Well, I think that the federation or the sports minister or whoever must invest more in the grassroots. Mm-hmm. Uh, just fourteen uh, to eighteen, nineteen years old. They need to be like selected groups to be working with them uh, during the whole year, no? Because it's wasting time to have those girls for three weeks with uh, with proper coaching and proper conditioning, and then they are leaving, and then you don't see them again after three, four months, no? So I think that uh, you should have like uh, high development centers. If we want to go to the next step, no, and then obviously with the with the women's team, uh, we need to work more more time to to travel on foreign more, uh, working with them in the physical conditioning, tactically spending more time with the, the teams. No, just uh, the only thing to improve is working, yeah. and you need to spend a lot of time with the players, and that's something that you you don't have there in India. Absolutely. I'm sure you felt this when you uh, returned in 2015. You didn't have as much time as you did in your previous stint. So surely that must have played an effect in um, what you could get out of the players and what you could um, probably impart to them. Yeah. Well, it was a compulsive time, no? Because there was a federation war between the two facts there, like the Rupam and uh, Govindaraj. Mm-hmm. So there was problems with uh, bringing players to the camps. Then we only have like uh, four, five weeks, even five weeks. They will have five weeks, but one week was off because the gym was uh, with this Kabaddi competition or mm-hmm. something like that. If I remember wrong, so you cannot go even to to compete for for the ABC just with only four weeks of practice, especially with a team with India that they don't have like competition, internal competition or league. Mm-hmm. And the players are not working properly, like uh, the whole time. No, even we were facing teams like Indonesia, not Indonesia, like Thailand, or from the south part, the southeast of uh, Asia, that they were already practicing from March with the South Asian Games and everything. And it's tough to face even those kind of things. Or Philippines, that they were already like working since five, four months ago. Mm-hmm. So. 
at that time it was tough. It was tough because even not all the players were there. But still we were competing inside our possibilities quite good and we missed the, the game to, to stay in the level one for two, three points against Philippines. We didn't play well, but at least we, we gave a fight. It's, it's been a very predictable thing with uh, Indian women's basketball that uh, we, we, we do really well or we do well enough against the Division B teams. But the moment we play against the top Division A teams, it's as if we have no opportunity at all. So, you know, in 2013, you were able to help us win one Division A team. In 2015, we fell back into Division B. Then last year, we played really well. It was a good story because it was only Division B teams. We, we won Division B. It was, you know, amazing. Uh, Shireen hit that game-winning shot. And then again in the Asian Games this year, uh, we came back without a win. Even though a couple of those games, and it's... Uh, to me, the, the disappointing thing wasn't the losses to you know Chinese Taipei or to Korea, but to the games we lost to Indonesia and Kazakhstan, the games we should have won. So it's almost as if every time we take a step forward, I won't even say step forward, we take a step back and a step sideways. You know, um, yeah. were you disappointed with our, our, our those the Asian most recent Asian game performance? Why do you think we couldn't even get those wins over um, you know Kazakhstan and Indonesia? Well, it is it is difficult, no, because there are some players who, for India, that uh, we didn't get any replace, no. For example, right now in the there is problems with uh, with the point guard position because Anita was not playing the last championship, and then the um, uh, in the post player position. Uh, this other girl, what's the name? I don't remember right now. Steffi. Steffi was coming after uh, after pregnancy uh, without being playing for so long time. So there are key positions where we don't have uh, like uh, players just to substitute these these other ones. No, it happened also the same when Gitu stops. So it was like a, like a big big uh, problem for for the inside game. No, because we don't have any other kind of player. Like that, or even even with the with the sing sisters, with the veteran or shooters, we don't have like so much. But uh, in this last championship uh, in the Asian Games, when you face these teams, it's very difficult to play against them. No, I mean against Korea, Japan, because I remember that we were making a study about how many games they were playing these these players, and we were checking, for example, Japan, the Japanese players, they were going to the Asian Games. After playing 82 games, no, and with a competing league and very strong ones, and the Indian girls, they were we were checking and they were playing like 15 games, 20 maximum, for the whole for the whole year. So there is like big big difference on on that, no. Uh, obviously, right now the the basketball in these small countries like Indonesia, Thailand, they investment investing money there, creating leagues, so. Is that the, it is because they are growing also. So that's the that's a big thing that India must think about because these countries are growing already in the level and in India, as we can see in the in the last championships, the, the level is going down. No? So it's time to create like uh, as I said before, like proper league and uh, start to work from the grassroots in the in the right time, no? or in the right uh, in the right way. But that's it. Yeah, coach, and 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 you also mentioned um, a couple of big names, you know. So there's Gitu and there's Anita. 
and more specifically Geetu like ever since she has left that void has still not been filled in Indian bas- women's basketball um uh when you were at in charge of the team there were a couple of young players who have now gone on to become major uh, role basically major stars for the national team you know Gina Scaria is a captain she's a great player uh uh Shireen Lemay of course Rajapriya Darshini so uh, can you think of either these players or any other players that you feel that uh, will take the mantle or will, will will be the the main force of indian basketball in the future who do, who do you think are the people we should or, or the players that we should keep an eye on well right now i think that the players we should keep an eye on is would be mainly like uh, gina gina scaria should make like uh, she already has grown but she, she must take take the leadership on on this team uh, rasprit if she keeps playing i think that she's a very important player in this team and Obviously, it's very important for Indian basketball that Kavita Kula could uh, play for the team now because it is the real, the only real point guard that uh, we have right now. And if she's not there, like the team can feel that. No, so I think those are the the better better names. Even there, are, there is like uh, one girl that I don't remember now the name that she's 17 years old that uh, could be like a, like a very very good player. But of course, if she's going on the on the right way and with the proper steps just uh, for the for the improvement uh, and I'm glad you mentioned Kavita uh, and, and the point guard problem because that is across basketball in India men women everyone we we just really struggle to have good ball handlers I think we yeah. made the big mistake of of only going after big players big and athletic players which is one good part but if if no one can create plays for them if no one can get the ball to them um I've I've seen this over and over in international tournaments where our our guards always get pressed so hard they create so many turnovers so even in games where we're playing well where we have a lead this is why uh, very famously like uh, watching international basketball Indian basketball I get so nervous when we have a lead I know that in the fourth quarter something's going to go wrong <laughs> because uh, our, our point guards get pressured so much yeah well for me uh... The, the two most important uh, positions or, or players that you must have in a team is like uh, like a center, obviously, a tall player, but the, the, even the most important is to have a good point guard. Yeah. Because the point guard is the one who makes the team play, you know, and he's organizing everything. And without the point guard, as you well said uh, right now, when there is pressure, you have big, big problems, no? because there is no good ball handlers, good ball handlers and you are going to make turnovers and, and you don't play the right, the right way. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, a team needs centers, shooters, ball handlers, so you need to, to practice everything, no? To go only after top players, I think it's only, it's a, it's a mistake. Just you have to, you must have to, to go after all the players that have talent. It doesn't matter the positions, I mean, or the height. And coach, you mentioned a few things that the federation should do to improve things for the future. You know, like, obviously we need a league. We talk about that all the time. Washik um, and I have almost given up on the league ever happening. <laughs> maybe, maybe by the time our children grow up, there might be a league. We'll see. Uh, then, <laughs> but maybe, uh, maybe your your son could. Maybe could, my daughter will watch will find oh, your daughter. Play. Sorry, <laughs> check <that>. You never <laughs> know. Uh, I, I I hope so, but you know I'm pro- I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not waiting with bated breath. Um, but uh. But, but, 
what what other uh, sort of advice would you have for the federation? Now, obviously, we know there's been so much drama the last few years with the BFI, uh, the people who are running it versus the people who want to run it, and no one is like everyone is doing like a half job, so no one's really being able to make any real improvements. But apart from bringing in a professional league, um, where, what other advice would you want to give federation? Whether it's to something specifically with coaching or training or diet or scouting, anything like that. Well, the first thing that the federation must have clear is what uh, they want about basketball. No, if they want to compete or if they just want uh, uh, to play to to have basketball for fun. So that is the the first thing they must have clear. Because if they want to win, they must change uh, the house completely, in the sense that they must organize like a uh, lot of work for uh, instructing coaches, like a lot of development camps for players, conditioning uh, to create centers all around the, the country, the high development centers. And that is the only way to, to create a culture where you can get uh, results after some some time, no. Uh, the, in the way that Indian basketball is running right now, it's very difficult. You no, know? it's it's kind of the same that when I was there the the last time. So it's just that the girls plays the these tournaments with their teams, with the local teams that they play only 15, 20 games, and then maybe you are gonna get the the girls for coaching for two months maximum or three months but that, that's not enough you need to have like a proper work with the grassroots and with the senior teams uh, and exposure trips for the all the players to get experience but that must be uh, like a work for the whole year it's not only valid to have this job for only two two months and then the girls return home and they forget uh, about everything and even they are not in a, in the better condition because they don't have like they are not uh, eating properly like for athletes so, so you know, you must change completely the the house or, or the thoughts of the house for that. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's a lot of things that um, that the federation and Indian basketball needs to get right. But le let's talk about maybe a little more uh, positive things, uh, coach. Um, so you spoke about how you you're still in touch with the girls. Um, they, so how how often do they speak to you? How often, what kind of questions do they reach out to you with? And uh, how do you kind of keep in touch with these people? Uh, with these girls, even though it's been like three years uh, almost since you uh, since you came to the country last. Well, we have we have like uh, uh, how you say we have like uh, a good feeling, no, between each other between the the players and me. Yeah. They are uh, I am very grateful for them and they are very grateful for me. No, so sometimes they they are asking me how I am and they told me they tell me about how it is basketball there. Most of them they ask me when I am gonna return. <laughs> so there is a little, so there is a little bit of, uh, there is a little bit of everything. No, I I think as I said at the beginning, it is uh, like a group that uh, I was like very very happy to, with them because they had limits limitations, or uh, as a players like all the players in the world, but they were working very very hard to try to improve, and that is something that the coach must uh, must value the the, the first. Uh, when we speak to any uh, women's players who come on our podcast, 
they they all mention that you know they they really cherish the time that you were around and they learned so much they they just expanded their game and the way they think their game so much and i am sure that's a, that's a beautiful relationship so and the, the question that you get quite often i i am assuming uh, and you just mentioned about it um so would you would you consider returning back to india at some point <laughs> well everything is possible you never know it's just just talking if they are interested they know that i am here just they have my phone number <laughs> or my email id so they can contact me and we can talk about that you know, for me i always said that uh, india is my is like my house because i mm-hmm. spent there like two years and a half almost three like uh, very good and uh, well i am always open to to listen like the option to come back there mm-hmm. Which that's awesome to hear. Uh, we'll be we'll be waiting if, uh, if if you are if you're finally able to come back to India, coach again. We'll definitely have you back on Hubdarshan again. If they need, if they don't have your phone number and email, we can forward it to them too. <laughs> okay, sounds <laughs> good. We have your information. Sounds yeah. pretty good. Um, <laughs> we, we just we just may not be sure about who to forward it to because that's that's yeah. We don't know who to. Coach, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you so much for joining us with all your knowledge and expertise. And um, I, I wish you best for uh, your, all the coaching work you're doing. See, this is how I know that you really love Indian basketball. You are li- you are coaching in this beautiful part of the world, south um, south of uh, what South Spain, right near the right. Mexico border. Right. Uh, and and yet you are obsessing over Indian basketball. See this. I'm 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 sure that uh, at some point your paths will cross again with with basketball in, in India. So we look forward to having you back. Okay, hopefully it's always like a big pleasure to talk to to you guys, all old friends, and I want to send like a very like a very care like message to all Indian basketball fans, and yeah, I am here for, uh, to talk to them whenever they want. Excellent. Thank That's you awesome. so much. Uh, thank, thank you, so coach. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, so thanks to Coach Francisco Garcia for joining us again. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm amazed at how closely he continues to follow Indian basketball, despite being disconnected for two and a half, three years. He he's trying to be coy about his answer, but I, I know in his heart he really wants to come back there. He uh-huh. really wants to come back and coach. He wants to have some real, authentic butter chicken again. Absolutely, none of this like foreign <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I was almost tempted to ask him if he misses the butter chicken more than coaching uh, Indian uh, the, his his Indian women's team, but maybe that. <laughs> Listen, that that would be like coaching, but that that would be like choosing between which of your two children you love most. It's just not gonna, you know. They're, they're both they're both equal basketball and butter chicken. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm digging I'm digging the the children angle in this as well. So parenthood is definitely uh, definitely connecting with you. <laughs> um, cool. So um, th- that was obviously a great chat. But um, one thing I wanted to get your opinions on before we wrap up this edition, Karan, is there's not too long to go for the start of the NBA season. Uh, how, yeah. how How pumped are you? It's been. Uh, it's been so strange, right? Like I think um, the NBA season, the the NBA calendar has become so short, mm-hmm. or, or or should I say, the absence of the NBA calendar has become so short. Yeah. That I that I, I didn't think, I I didn't suffer enough in this missing the NBA. It felt like the NBA is just finished, mm-hmm. and now it's coming back. Yeah. So I'm happy for it being back. But I remember maybe this is just nostalgia or age. 
But I remember when I was younger, the summers used to seem much longer. It used, it used to really feel like I really can't wait. I'm itching so badly for the season to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I guess the time is moving faster. The season's just back already. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. It's definitely felt like it's shorter, and I think it is like on paper as well. The season starts a little earlier than it used to. Um, yeah, and they changed that last year, but definitely feels like it's a it's a twelve month sort of sport. But um, it, with that said, it's still it's still amazing to know that the the actual the preseason is like two or three days away, and yeah, the actual yeah. season is not too far away either. I for one am super pumped after seeing all those new pictures of LeBron James in, in the Lakers jersey. I will conveniently forget the fact that I saw Joel <laughs> McGee, Lance Stevenson, and uh, and a couple of others as well, but. Um, uh, it's still it's still pretty unreal to me that LeBron is a Laker. Yeah, so I, I, we are recording this on um, January twenty sixth, and uh, the NBA media day was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, all of those every team had its photos out, and of course LeBron and the Lakers were um, the highlight of media day. And 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 those jerseys look great. Yeah, those uh, those jerseys look really awesome. Um, it's it is a bit surreal to see. The, the the Lakers feel like such a funny team to me. It's as if there's two different teams. Mm-hmm. There's a team of these young guys who could be stars one day. There's a team of these like old weird dudes who like no one else wanted. <laughs> and then there's LeBron in the middle bridging them. And the only reason that I feel that this could work is because of LeBron in the middle as a bridge. If it was anyone else as a bridge, even if, you know, I would say maybe there's like four or five players in the NBA who could serve as a bridge to a crazy team like this. Mm-hmm. And and uh, maybe it's like LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and that's probably it. I think you know even guys like uh, Westbrook and Harden wouldn't be able to make this work. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it, it it is an interesting um, uh, looking roster. I I actually think Rondo will. I, I might have said this before, but I think I, I think Rondo will end up being a very good fit. I I really love his game. His game is so. Um, it's it's such an intelligent brand of basketball, and LeBron's gonna love playing with him. Yeah, um, we've talked about this so many times already. But any evolved uh, opinions that you have about this team now that you've seen them all in jerseys on media day? I just I just think Lonzo looks massive. I don't know what he's done over the course of the summer, but it's like he's yeah. put on an incredible amount of muscle, and he's starting to look like uh, like a completely different person. So I'm curious to see how that translates to. Um, to his stuff on the court, uh, and and it's just media day. It's just a very like positive sort of day where everybody. Yeah, everyone's everybody, everyone's undefeated. Yeah, everyone's undefeated. Everyone's added stuff to their game. Everyone looks better than they ever did. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are all these cliches about um, about media day and what people do in the off season. Um, it's like the most optimistic part of the season. So it's 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 really really good. Um, and I'm also obviously on the lookout for a um, couple of other storylines as well. I definitely enjoyed um, Dallas Mavericks uh, yes. me- media day where they asked um, Doncic and Nowitzki to um, stare into each other and both of them did it for like a second and then they're like, nah, this is too awkward. That is a fantastic <laughs> video. And, but I think the star of the show is Kawhi Leonard's laugh. Did you oh see that? Oh my goodness. I, I'm still haunted by it. That's the <laughs> other reason why I can't sleep. It's, it's Kawhi's laugh. Oh my uh, god. Uh, I didn't know a, Has didn't he know laughed he, before? Yeah, I don't think he has. <laughs> I didn't know he was capable of laughter and also my favorite part about the whole thing is he just laughed at his own joke which was Yeah. which is just yeah. amazing. 
have you seen um have you seen videos of uh, that 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 computer that ai a robot in saudi arabia that the woman who they ask questions and she gives really creepy answers yeah <laughs> on a, yeah you know who i'm talking about right yeah 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 like like and it's really scary like they they ask her do you hate human beings and she gives like a really cryptic answer which basically says that yeah she does and <laughs> one day all of humanity is going to get you know destroyed <laughs> i think i i think that's what she, if she was told to make a joke and laugh it would sound like that it would sound like a computer that is teaching itself to laugh at <laughs> to laugh at itself but also secretly laughing at us yeah it's it's a multiple level ai it's like a christopher nolan movie right now you know <laughs> which kawai leonard has just delivered to us <laughs> that creepy laugh <laughs> it, it, it is it is mind blowing and i'm sure we have a we'll have a proper uh, podcast talk about like uh, to preview the nba season and stuff like that but very quickly before we say um, goodbye karan um jimmy butler and trade rumors um are you, are you surprised yes. that this is happening and also be ready thinking and stuff well I, i was surprised that uh just when tibodo got the the the, the 2011 chicago bulls all together <laughs> they about yeah. to break up again um uh, which is uh, first of all what are you doing tibs like just why are you still living in 2011 come on um <laughs> uh, and and second of all uh the Timberwolves is so interesting because i'm actually jimmy butler is not wrong in calling out these young guys you know like they're so talented towns and wiggins mm-hmm. but they just seem to be lacking that extra oomph i've been i really uh, thought that these two would would have made the leap already and they have failed to do so the last couple of years well towns uh, just joined the nba 2 years ago so specifically last year mm-hmm. i thought they would have made a, a better leap they didn't um and it's interesting that butler is now asking for a trade but the teams he named are not teams that that, that are going to win this year the knicks nets and yeah the clippers so i think this is a bigger plan for him trying to team up with someone for next season i think that, that that's what he wants i think he wants to go somewhere where uh not this year but a year from now in a big market either new york or la he'll get to play with another superstar yeah uh So I I don't know I think a lot of teams can 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 make the gamble you know I've heard that the Raptors might go all in mm-hmm. and and try and team up with Kawhi which would be just amazing no one will ever score on that team <laughs> uh I've heard that the, the the 76ers might have a bone in this the Celtics of course have all the pieces to do do it I don't know if they'll do it but it'll be interesting it's fun to see uh, some sort of drama cuz he's definitely going he he didn't even show up to media day oh yeah so he, he's done he gone Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Where do you think? I mean, he obviously he very specifically did not want to play for your Lakers slash LeBron. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it, that's a it's a really strange kind of comment from him because um, he said he want he doesn't enjoy or he doesn't fancy staying in Minnesota for another season because he like he wasn't happy with like the attitude of players yeah. and stuff like that uh, and. It was also funny that he didn't. The three teams he named were all like really, really projects in the making, and yep. so yep. Uh, and also not the Lakers because of LeBron. So it makes me believe that like what he's kind of craving for is to to be the star or to be like the center of of whatever team he wants to be in. Um, and it's a very well, like old school sort of thinking where he wants to be in a big market and he wants to be the star of a big market team, and that that's fine. I get it, but like I've, my underrated like hot take. here is that i think jimmy's kind of lost the plot a little bit and if you connect some of the dots from the last 3 or 4 years where he's always kind of wanted to or he's believed he's he's probably better than 
better than everybody else and, and he probably has been for all of all of his teams but i think he might be like in his head a little bit yeah i, I think i like jimmy has a higher opinion of himself than he is but but that's what i like about his game like that's what made him this yeah. good like yeah, he, yeah, true. he he was a 28 or 29th pick or something like that and he had, he's ended up being a multiple time all star one of the best two way players in the league um but yeah what you said about the contradictions he he he's lying he doesn't want to play for a winner he wants to play in a big market he was happy in chicago which is a big city yeah and then he got traded to minnesota which was out of his um, you know it, it was out of his hand uh, i i think minnesota could have worked out i was pretty optimistic about this team mm-hmm. when he joined in cuz i thought it's just a perfect balance of a guy like him who's going to be who's going to who's going to shape these young guys to be tougher yeah. these young guys who potentially have a lot more raw talent than him you know yeah, yeah. um but it obviously didn't work out so uh I I like his game and you know if he somehow ends up on the Knicks without the Knicks having to give up too much mm-hmm. I would be super hyped about it I oh, you know I can imagine yeah um Especially but that said uh coach Fisdale he, as well Yeah Fisdale and uh, he uh, that said he is 29 mm-hmm. so he's not you know he's not really going to be uh, he's not saving any franchise but yeah if you team him up with another guy if you team him up with with Kawhi or whatever I he, he's going to be amazing Yeah. Oh, oh look, Karan. Let's be honest. Like, if he's coming to the Knicks, he's definitely saving your franchise from whatever <laughs> whatever is going on right now, yeah, or in the last <laughs> few years. But my my prediction, I think uh, I think Pat Riley pulls out a pulls out a trick, and then he ends yeah, up with the Heat. That's, um, that's that's a good one. I mean, the, I I think the Heat need to be relevant again. It's been yeah. It's been uh, it's been a while that Pat Riley's been quiet, and it's Dwayne Wade's last season. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I think yes, I, I think they they enjoyed whatever little time they had with each other when when they were in Chicago. Yeah, uh, that yeah, is yeah. that is wild to think that Dwayne Wade had a Chicago year and now he's back. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Well, no. What's wilder that he was in Cleveland for a while? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um. Uh, all right. Cool. So we we can get lost and keep doing this for for hours and hours on together, but we need to spare our listeners for now, and we need to focus. Uh, on doing this uh, in another episode um so karan thanks so much for joining me again on uh, on doing this it was good to good to return to hoop dash in action after a uh, little bit of time away um and congrats once again on your parenthood and lack of sleep for the rest of your life <laughs> um and and raising a, a little laker fan in the house i'm going to push this that's she's she, she's wearing a porzingis jersey to bed dude there's <laughs> none of this <laughs> uh, uh that yeah uh, thanks coach nice nice to talk again and uh, we'll be back with a full fledged nba preview in a couple of weeks so you guys keep stay on the lookout for that absolutely uh, and as always if you want to reach us on uh, on twitter karan is at @hoopistani and at @karanmadok1 although i think you're not like really active on the hoopistani account anymore so, um but um yeah those those, <laughs> those are the two accounts and i'm at underscore kashik7 the podcast is underscore sorry at hoopdarshan uh, we're also available on facebook soundcloud itunes uh, podbean and a bunch of other places so um uh, hit, hit us up if you've got questions uh, let us know what you think about the episodes uh, and uh, we're always happy that uh, you guys are continuing to tune in and listen to us um, so until next time #indiabasketball <laughs>